This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Good evening to one and all for another very special episode of Ultimate Global Podcast. And today we are talking about a very special topic. And we know that mental health is something which we keep on talking about each and every day, especially during the pandemic when everyone was always uh, taking care of their emotional health as well as physical health. To discuss about this, we have got two speakers today, uh, one from Australia, another one from the UK, and both are running a very special uh, podcast called Never Alone. So um, I'm sure that we are going to gain a lot of insights, uh, not only on this topic, but also to understand what are the interesting things they discuss on their podcast. To, to start off with, would you like to tell a bit about Never Alone, Joe, and then probably Mark can add some points to that? Yeah, so uh, hashtag never alone. So mental health uh, podcast that started in 2019 um, as a video podcast called, hosted by Jordan Harbison and directed by myself. Um, so the whole point of the podcast was to give someone a pla- people a platform to kind of speak up about their mental health, and we also had like the professional side, but both sides of the story. So you get an advice and also you know, given like the lived experience side. Um, I have my own like experience of mental health and I felt like there wasn't that many resources out there for people to share their story and speak up and encourage others to speak up. Um, and then due to the pandemic, we moved online um, and eventually moved the audio to try and get some more listeners in. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Mark, did you want to add anything? Yeah. I mean, just for me, I've, I've known Joe for, for years and, and honestly, and I, I've been, I've been, trying to encourage him to get me on the show for quite a long time and when 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 the pandemic hit and we all went online you know it was a great opportunity for joe and i to hook up and do the show um yeah so i mean joe is you know the creative genius around around this but yeah i mean i I think we're producing a really great show that's fabulous to know about uh, some of those points uh, on your show and the episodes that you have been doing i also went through your profile you know and while i was checking that Quite interesting to show that this is not the only thing that you're doing, but also, you know, doing several other projects along with that. So that sounds pretty interesting to me. Um, how important do you feel, Mark, uh, coming back to you, uh, is the mental health in today's society, especially amongst, you know, the different age groups? You know, millennials might have a different sort of problem. The baby boomers might have a different sort of mental health problems. How important do you think this has become, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I, I think incredibly important. I mean, I'm going to maybe make some general statements here. I mean, in terms of, I think, millennials, you know, I, I mean, generally, I think there's a lot more understanding and a lot more acceptance of mental health and, you know, looking for support around mental health than perhaps there was with, with my generation. You know, I, I think a, a lot of the, I work with a lot of young people, you know, and they're very, very open to, you know, therapeutic space and talking about mental health, which is great. But that being said, I think there's a lot a lot more pressure perhaps on younger people than there was when I was growing up, really. I mean, there's, you know, it's a, it's a really wide conversation, but, you know, the pressures of society, you know, generally, I think, increase social media, you know, which can be a blessing and a curse, internet dating. I mean, there's lots and lots of different areas, I think, where younger people, um, just, just a feeling increasing pressure. Work is another one. 
um, yeah. Yeah, and um, what do you think, Joe, in terms of the problems that Mark has listed? What are the some of the ways that you generally suggest to people to come out of that, you know, because sometimes people just say that just go out for a walk or just listen to uh, your favorite song or just read a book to just divert your attention from what you are doing. Are there any such ways that you also suggest to people through your podcast? Um, well, we obviously, as I mentioned before, we encourage people to talk to others. And even if it's just a family member or friend um, and check in on your friends, if you feel like there's something like something off about them, like if they're not as chatty as normal, talk to them. Um, for me personally, I like to go and do photography. So, and Mark talks a lot about mindfulness, like going out into the wilderness and kind of just taking in the natural air and the fresh air or sitting and doing yoga or listening to music like just take care of yourself so um are there any specific ways that you have been suggesting mark back in the uk uh in, in terms of coping strategies Absolutely. yeah yeah i mean coping strategies i think are so important i mean i'm a really really big fan of mindfulness you know, mindfulness, I think, can be a really, really fantastic coping strategy for, you know, a host of mental health conditions, you know, anxiety, depression, many, many health conditions. Um, so I'm a real advocate of mindfulness, you know, whether that is in, in terms of meditation or everyday mindfulness, plenty of ways that people can, you know, really kind of become a, a more mindful. Uh, and I also think, you know, just uh, I guess the things that seem obvious, but things that people don't always do, you know, if if you're feeling bad, talk to someone. You know, when people are depressed, you know, they often withdraw and don't talk to anyone, you know. And I think when people are depressed, the depression is telling them to do the very opposite of what they need to do in order to feel better. So, you know, really making use of your peer network, you know, having conversations, you know. And as the, as the you know, as our podcast says, you know, you're never alone, but, you know, but you have to reach out to people, professionals. There are people, the Samaritans, you know, there are people that will, will listen to you. And talking, I think, and being around people can be really helpful. And then people will tend to share their experiences too, right? I mean, I think this is quite common around mental health. You know, when one person opens up and someone will say, oh, actually, I've been feeling a lot of anxiety around social media or something. So, you know, I think, I think it's really, really important, I think, to open up and talk about mental health. I think that's a good place to start, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talking to another person. Yeah, go forward, Joe. You might have just add something to that. And um, one thing we've been doing, we're on our second season. Um, one thing we've been doing this series is every time we have a guest on at the end of the episode, we get them to give their favorite piece of advice for mental health. So obviously then our listeners have all these different pieces of advice that they can use or like choose to use um, from professional people, people that have gone through their own personal experience as well. Because a lot of our professional guests have had their own personal experience of mental health. And that's why they've gone into the field that they've gone into. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what, you know, the the thing that Mark was pointing out that talking to another person uh, can be a very simple strategy of expressing your emotions uh, or just showcasing yourself to someone else, opening up to someone else on whatever is going on within you. It can be something related to the problems that you have been facing in the recent times. But when you share it with someone, you're just sharing your emotions sharing your feelings with someone and that reduces the overall mental stress that you have. Another thing that I really wanted to discuss in this episode is related to social media. A lot of people, uh, especially a lot of millennials, you know, people who are coming from my age bracket, they say that 
whenever they go through any negative news or any sort of negativity social media is definitely a place where you are able to communicate well with others across the borders like we are connected today uh sitting in different places but again a lot of negative news uh sometimes spreads and that also affects the mental health of people uh for example the recent war which is going on between russia and ukraine a lot of people might be depressed uh, from the news which is coming from that uh, that part of the world and during the covid 19 there were a lot of things uh, which were uh, not at all positive but i think it's it was just about how you interpret that news and what side of it you look at isn't it mark yeah i mean absolutely i mean i mean it's so true what you say i mean i mean social media you know as with i think you know almost anything in life there's a positive and the negative isn't there i mean and people really like to you know criticize social media but you know a lot of people connect globally on social media you know and it can really be a force for good but but equally i think you know if you're using social media and you know you're looking at very negative images and you know and goodness me you know i mean the world is full of them isn't there really climate change war i mean then i think it can have a really detrimental effect on on mental health um and i just think it's put it important to be conscious and you know of the data that you're taking in just to be mindful of the data you're taking in and just to you know really really be careful that it is balanced you're utilizing all of the wonderful benefits of social media but you're trying to mitigate against some of the more negative aspects what do, what do you think joe yeah i agree like as we I was something like it's not news related but like as we were sort of discussing on the um forest therapy episode the other day how even just looking at images of stuff like forests or woods it can have a positive effect as the same thing you see something negative like what as you said before with the war that it'll have a negative effect on your emotions even if it's not physically affecting you it will mentally affect you because you're feeling sorry for the people that it's happening to and and again i just think you just got to be i mean i think this is true of all of us you know i mean i think we just got to be mindful of the information we're taking in because uh, you know i think we all have you know as humans a great capacity for empathy but if we're if we're just sitting in front of screens watching you know death destruction climate change you know day in day out then you know we're going to be very affected and it's right that we are affected but i think in, in terms of our mental health we've just got to be conscious around what we're taking in really yeah uh, what do you think joe can be some of the ways uh, i think i've already asked you specifically but uh to come out of this stress uh, are there any resources that you find uh which are available on the internet or in the open space uh, which people can really access to because uh when we really search for these kind of resources it's quite limited in number and uh, it always comes down to taking help from your friends or taking help from your direct uh, family members so are there any specific resources that people can look at Well, we actually, funny enough, that we did an episode on social media and mental health, and I was actually re-listening to it the other day. And one of our guests, she's a professional in mental health, but she's also had personal experience, and she just went on the social media cleanse. So even just taking away yourself away from social media, maybe delete the apps off your phone for a few days, and take a break from social media, go out and enjoy the world because there are positive things outside the door. Always, obviously. everything that's happening on the news or everything that's happening in today's life or what everyone's doing you're seeing it right in front of you on the screen you're going to just sit there and scroll and it's just going to have a negative impact on your brain 
but like also like stuff I use is stuff like Beyond Blue. You can look at if you're in uh, Australia, um, the stuff in the UK you can use, um, like Samaritans that we also have over here. There's so many resources. We share all the links and stuff. Whenever we show our podcast, we share all the links that people can use, like suicide helplines and stuff like that. Um, so there are resources out there, and I think they feel like there's a lot more that's been put in place. Like a lot of our guests, we've spoken to some of the stuff they've done, like the projects, and one of our guests goes and speaks to schools and stuff about mental health. So I, I don't want to say what the word is because I know that you're not supposed to say it nowadays, but some, he tried to end his own life. By, jump, um, by jumping off a building um, and ended up paralyzed. But he goes and shares his story with schools now because he survived that. And he goes and speaks to these schools about mental health. And it helps people because he always has people come up to him and say to him, oh, thank you so much. I feel more obliged to tell people my story or share what I'm going through. Um, and then we've had other episodes where people got this lady her husband ended his own life a few years ago and she's done a book about their journey where they feel finished his bucket list off and um she does like packages and stuff for primary school children to learn about mental health because i know there's a lack of resources in schools in terms of mental health there definitely was when i was younger yeah and i think you know and obviously you know i, I mean i'm duty bound to say you know you can also see a professional psychotherapist you know i mean you know professionals are <laughs> out there yeah and yeah and you know and i i in terms of you know again the generalization but in terms of millennials you know i mean thankfully you know i think there is a change for my generation there does seem to be a lot less stigma around going into therapy and that is fantastic because therapy is a place that you know that people can really find you know healing so i mean you know professionals are out there you know and you know if you if you are feeling really really bad you know see a professional i mean you know a therapy can be really really helpful for people i mean it is just the the energy i think to reach out i think and once the reaching out is done you know and the relationship with you know the therapist is is in place then you know i think the therapy space can be really healing for people sometimes uh, i also feel uh, from my university experience here in australia that there are a lot of resources available, as Joe also pointed out. Sometimes students have to say that there are no resources available because they don't even know that there are resources available in the university itself. It means that there is lack of communication, probably on the part of the universities and also the governments, which should be communicating those resources that are available for the people. So how important do you feel, uh, you know, Mark, because you just raised this point, how important do you feel that communication of those resources which are already available to the people is important i mean yeah i mean i'm going to make give a short answer to this because this is really really kind of joe's joe talks a lot about this on the show but yeah i mean there needs to be more information out there absolutely i mean that the, the government has a duty really you know to break down the stigma around mental health you know mental health physical health you know arguably they're no different you know but even if you're if they're looked at as different domains you know mental health should be treated the same as physical health you know if you if you break your leg then loads of information around what you do you know but if you drop into a depressive phase okay there's there's not the same kind of accessible information and i think governments have a duty just to normalize the fact that you know that humans you know often i think it's true for all of us we all have you know mental health to deal with in different ways and you know there needs to be more out there in terms of resources especially in schools and, and if it's okay i'm going to just let joe because this is a quite a passion for you joe isn't it around schools <laughs> yeah 
Well, oh, I actually, no. funny enough, I worked for Swinburne University and we had an incident, I can't say exactly what it is, we had an incident a few weeks ago that was quite traumatic for staff and students and they had, had a counsellor come in and they offered it to staff and students to go and see this counsellor if you'd been affected by the event that had happened. Um, so... I went and saw it because it affected me and stuff. I suffer from anxiety, so it affected me more than it probably would a normal person. But I went and saw the counselor, and that really helped. And like every last few jobs I've been in, they've all had employee and assistant programs um, that's been put in place, which is a thing that I've noticed is probably a new thing. Um, but as with schools, I was bullied a lot through school, and I talk about it a lot on the podcast. And the resources out there were just, I didn't know anything about mental health apart from depression and suicide just because I've seen it on the news and there was nothing like we didn't get taught about it in school we didn't get taught about it in like uh, PSHE which is like um I can't remember what it stands for but it's basically when you just learn about stuff like sex education and stuff like that um and they didn't tell us anything and I feel like there needs to be more in schools because at a young age you suffer from all these things like anxiety depression especially with exams and if you don't know what it is you don't know how to deal with it and you just feel like you're different and then you're more likely to like separate yourself from everything or seclude yourself from society and it's more like to lead to suicide because you're not going to talk to anyone for me personally it took me till I was probably about maybe 18 or something or 20 something for me to know that I had anxiety and depression because I was going through I came back from a holiday and I was suffering from all these like dizzy spells and panic attacks which I'd never had before um and I went to the doctor and he said yes you've got anxiety and depression and I had to tell my mum all this stuff like I'd been self-harming and stuff because I had a breakup with a girlfriend and I had to get the doctor to tell my mum because I just couldn't bring it to myself to admit it to my mum mum didn't know all this stuff but the same goes for a lot of people people are too scared to talk about it and from fear of being either bullied or uh, secluded from society or if that's the right word or like just like outcasts because of the way society is today and that needs to change and that's what we're trying to do on the podcast and I'm hoping there's a lot more out there like celebrities are talking about it mm. and these are people that people look up to that maybe that's going to encourage people to speak up and I'm hoping there's more resources put into schools as well because there needs to be and one of our guests is doing that with the primary school. She's hanging out all these books and stuff, and she speaks about her. She wrote the book, and she's done like a children's book for the things about suicide, which has been really good. Like it's like child appropriate. Um, I feel like there needs to be more stuff like that in schools. Yeah, could I do? I just said yeah, and and things like I mean, I was reading about a mindfulness program, a school mindfulness program, recently. I mean, I think that's fantastic. You know, I mean, why are we not teaching children? how to manage their mental health you know I mean goodness me you know when I was at school there were loads of lessons about you know eat your three veg a day and do this and go for a walk and but there's nothing on mental health you know and children you know humans you know struggle with mental health. mental health is something that needs to be managed right so we need to be teaching this in schools and we also need to be normalizing it normalizing the fact that sometimes people get depressed sometimes people get anxious you know just just to and even as a therapist you know sometimes even just saying to you know saying to someone you know lots of people experience that well it's like a light bulb moment for, for some younger people because they think it's just them 
you know so we really need to open up these conversations in schools and and you know and do things like mindfulness programs give people the tools to deal with anxiety depression different mental health conditions yeah it's essential you know especially in the world we live in it becomes increasingly more important i think that that you know the government looks at you know normalizing mental health and introducing kind of mental health programs into schools it's really important yeah definitely like more than the knowledge sometimes uh, even i feel that the soft skills that you gain in the school for example how to present yourself in front of the world how to cope up in stressful situations if you are taught these things at that level then basically it's preparing you for the future job market because um if you look at any you know any of the top leaders be it elon musk or uh, mark zuckerberg they will never focus on uh, sending their children to schools to gain knowledge just knowledge but also polish on your soft skills you know how to communicate well in front of the people how to present yourselves um, and how to uh, cope up in tough situations how to be resilient um, i know this has been a very famous term uh, since the pandemic hit because everybody was learning how to be resilient how to cope up with new kind of working environments because that itself was a bit stressful so that's what uh, lays the foundation of my next question as well which is how do different factors in the society really contribute to increasing your mental stress you know when we start looking at our family or we start looking at our relatives and thinking about what they might think of us if we if we don't open up or if we open up in front of the society related to any part of um, you know our identity or the situation we are going through so how much do you think it affects um, starting with joe and then mark can add to that yeah i think especially with generational as well there's a lot of my friends that have these tough dads that are like mainly men and stuff it's all oh, i hate that term being a man doesn't mean that you have to be strong and stuff but just being like these manly men and well built people that don't really discuss mental health don't really talk about mental health with their children and then if their children talk have problems with mental health like some of my friends do they're too scared to talk about it because they feel like they've been seen less of seen less less of a man um for me i was always lucky because my mum is a nurse and she always knew about mental health and stuff so once i eventually told her and stuff i had the really good support network and my sister was already going through stuff um my dad didn't really understand it until i i was really unwell for a few years ago which i also mentioned like in one of the podcast episodes um and my dad's so much more understanding he really wants to learn about it he always asks me questions about it which is like massive for me because his generation probably didn't really talk about those sort of things i'm sure he's had depressive days but they just been taught to deal with it and man up which is a horrible phrase <laughs> as my friend will said in one of the episodes that he came on man up has been taught told to a lot of men and our women obviously women are allowed to show emotion a lot more than men but at the same time they there's still that i think it's more so remember this obviously can happen with women as well women sometimes don't want to put that pressure on other people especially with pregnancy like they're suffering when um after pregnancy with post uh, postnatal depression they don't want to talk about it because they're too scared that people might think that they don't want to have a child or they feel like the child's a burden when they're not it's their mental state yeah I'll let, I'll let not 
discuss? Like, what would you like yeah. to add? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Shane. You know, I mean, I guess Shane is at the bottom of it. You know, and there's there's so much social construction around how we're meant to be, isn't it? You know, I mean, men, women. You know, I mean, goodness me, society from the minute we're born. You know, we're conditioned. You, you know, if you're male, or I mean, in in terms of everything you know gender identity sexual identity i mean it, it it's it's across the board isn't it what we meant to aspire to and and that's a that's a tough gig for people isn't it because you know i mean uh, i think when people feel when people feel different then i think a lot of shame comes in and i think that shame is socially constructed and i think it stops people from reaching out it stops people from you know, from doing the things that are going to make themselves feel better, you know, stops people from seeing professionals. And, you know, and there are, there are, there are so many pressures, I think, on young people now. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would say there are a lot more pressures, really, on millennials than perhaps when I was growing up. I mean, the pressure's everywhere, isn't it? I mean, you know, the, the climate crisis, you know, young people having to deal with that on a day-to-day basis, images of the earth breaking down, politics, you know, I mean, I work, you know, I mean, there's so much more competition, I think, for jobs now with millennials. It's so difficult, you know, to get really, really kind of nourishing, meaningful work, you know, earning a living. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's, I don't know if I've answered your question, I'm segueing a bit, but I just think there's a lot of pressure on young people now, really, really. Stuff like reality pressure, TV as well. Yeah. Stuff like reality TV builds up a heightened sense of body image that you have to aspire to be like that. And if you don't look like that, yeah. that you're not how you should look there should be more body positive things that should have more normal people on those sort of shows i get that they're trying to get people to watch but if you had a normal person on those shows as drew said in one of the pod- in the podcast episode you had a normal person maybe a guy with a dad bod guy on those shows it would be more realistic they call it reality tv but it's not realistic not everyone looks like that yeah and that that causes a lot of depression for people yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think in terms of, uh, I've already asked you related to the government, you know, what actions can the government take? But do you think the uh, other kind of stakeholders, such as community volunteers coming up from different communities, local volunteers, or probably, you know, uh, even councillors at city levels, they can start doing some small initiatives uh, in their own councils or in their own cities, which not only motivates them, because I see a lot of... Uh, great steps also where the government uh, uh, people they are involved in setting up their own social media initiatives um, to you know reduce mental stress so have you have you seen uh, any such initiatives in your councils uh, which you want to share or have you shared such things in your podcast before mark did you want to talk about mental yeah, health first aid? yeah i mean mental health first aid yeah i mean there's a, a mental well, it's such a large subject, but just to kind of talk about it briefly. Yeah, I mean, where I live, there's, there's a hospital and, you know, they, they want to train. I think it's like 40% of their staff to be mental health first aiders. So if anybody is struggling with mental health, then, you know, they, they, they wear kind of badges. So they know there's somebody there, you know, immediately accessible that they can talk to. And the global mental health first aid um, organisation, you know, they want, I think it's like 40% of, you know, of the world to be trained as mental health first aiders. So, you know, there's always somebody for somebody to talk to. I mean, as a mission statement, I think that is absolutely fantastic. So I think that's one, certainly one one initiative I can talk about. Yeah. yeah funny enough, they started here as well. Yeah. But funny enough, it started over here as well. As our guest, Hannah, we did an episode 
I think it might have been one of the first episodes of this uh, season too. Um, Hannah Buckman came on, who's one of, one of the leaders of the mental health first aid. Um, and she she came on and she said that it started in Australia and they're training more people to come and do it. Um, but like also here, like I feel there's more stuff going into schools now. Sorry, printer's going off. It's the problem of being in an office. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I think that's what I, I was trying to discuss from before as well, related to the fact that this should become a part of your uh, childhood education, as Mark was pointing out. Um, and I think before we end this podcast, we should definitely discuss on more ways on how we can make it a part of uh, someone's childhood, not only through schools, but also taking it to their homes where the parents can also start uh, discussing about some of the things with their children and trying to be more open with them, trying to ask those questions, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think it, 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 yeah, it's all about the education, you know, and I think, you know, and I think as, you know, as the younger generations, you know, start having family, you know, Gen X, you know, millennials, hopefully, but, you know, because I think younger generations are much more open about mental health and have so much more understanding you know, so much, so more mindful that when they have children, I think these conversations are more likely to happen. A lot of millennials have been in therapy. A lot of millennials have accessed mental health services, you know, for support. So hopefully, generationally, you know, then it, these conversations will become more normalised. Really, that that's my hope, anyway. What, what, what do you yeah, think? Me Joe? too. Yeah. I feel I agree. Like I feel like because this generation has gone through so much and knows more about mental health than probably the previous yeah. generation that it will it'll reflect on our children like we're all notice signs more than our parents probably were like now i reckon because there's more out there in the world about mental health and also i think in terms of you know the the the, the, you know, the social construction i think the social construction is breaking down you know i mean certainly there's a long way to go you know the social construction in terms of things like gender identity sexual identity it, it, it it's breaking down isn't it so i think people are hopefully going to be left in a position where it's okay to be you whereas i think in previous generations you know you had to fit into these rigid you know these rigid ideas around so many different aspects you know but one of them what's what's it like to be a man what's it like to be a, be a woman i think as these things are starting to dissolve in the younger generations then i think hopefully you know it's going to be easier to be you really Yep. Um, and before we end today's episode, I would definitely want to ask both of you the top two or three tips on mental health that people can take away today, because we have discussed about a lot of things, right, from the schools to the millennials to the people who are working. But any two or three things that you think that people can take away from this particular episode, starting from you, Mark, and then passing on to Joe? Yeah, I mean, again, I would say you know, try and reach out, you know, try and talk to other people. Um, I, I mean, again, I would say, you know, mindfulness, you know, putting things in that you do every day in order to support your mental health, I think is incredibly important. Positive psychology, there's a whole kind of branch of psychology where there's research into, you know, what makes people happy. I mean, I would encourage the listeners, you know, to, to look at positive psychology and just find some techniques that they can do every day. Exercise is another one. Regular exercise is, you know, the best thing for mental health. So I would encourage people to exercise and being in nature. I mean, there's a stack of research coming out of 
you know japan kind of and south korea about being in nature and you know the benefits to mental health so they would be three that i would say nothing uh mine uh one look after yourself always put yourself like put yourself before others like it's so key to stay on top of your mental health like in terms of mental health always put yourself first because then you can look after other people if you look after yourself first um and then my second one is don't be afraid to speak to someone there'll be always be someone to listen or there'll be someone go through the same thing as you um and third one um one thing i if you're helping someone with mental health and you've been through something similar don't try and tell them to kind of do the same thing as you because obviously it's not one size fits all something everything different there's something that works for everyone else like there's always something that works differently for different people um it's just something i saw on instagram like if you're helping people don't try and like say oh i did this you should do that maybe just sit and listen to them see what they want to do about it um yeah that's all that's my one and can i just add one more before we we, we finish you know it's 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 shameful self-publishing but uh, publicizing but but also you know hashtag never alone you know there's always someone you can talk yeah, to check out the podcast. yeah hmm. Uh, yeah, that's why the one absolutely and that's what I was about to end with. So if you want to check their uh, podcast, which I will also put on my LinkedIn, uh, go check out their podcast on Never Alone. And if you have some links to share, Joe, you can f- share with me and yeah. I'm going to forward it to my network as well. And thank you so much yeah. to both of you for taking out your precious time today. I really appreciate that because I know very few people want to talk about mental health it's a very very delicate topic but uh, you came and not only came but you're also running your own podcast and you're talking about mental health every day so i think uh, kudos to both of you for doing this uh, because yeah. you, you you don't even know how many lives you are saving on a day to day basis for people who are just listening to you and feeling a bit relaxed feeling less stressed and maybe getting some good tips from you both so thank you so much for sharing those tips and i'm sure all you right. also enjoyed this discussion as much as i did this is an ultimate global podcast hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs you're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney 